Welcome to a conversation about losing control, a building belonging podcast from Barnwood Trust. We join a group of people from across Gloucestershire who attended Losing Control, a conference about social change, decision making and grassroots participation. Leading the conversation is Jess Waterman from Barnwood Trust. Joining her is Rich Amos, Asher Smith, Louise Borg Littleton, Katie Peacock, and Will Mansell. So um, I'm going to just kind of open this up generally. Does anyone have anything burning or anything that's kind of just sort of in their minds at the moment, at the front of their minds? A conversation they've had or something that, a challenge that has, that has been presented to them over the time that they've been here? Does anyone mind? No, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, go, and I know, it just went down, um, we just had our input for Barmy Trust about the, our journey, and it was quite a long journey, um, because it's obviously, Barmy Trust is a very, very long journey, but we started it from 2012. We only had a very, very a short period of time. I just felt that it's so hard to be able to explain what Barmy Trust do within mm. that space of time and there were so many different great stories mm. I felt like I needed to want to explain how the police have been involved with Barmy Trust and the great stories that we've been doing and I was just a little bit frustrated with the fact that I don't think I was able to um, say the uh, the positive stuff that's actually been going mm. on the real life mm. stuff that working with people day by day mm. that kind of stuff didn't really come out it was more like why we're why we're a part of it and uh, the journey we've been on and how that journey is going to continue, but not really the rooted stuff that that, that, that is the main focus of what everything we do. So, yeah, it was really good, but I just feel like I wish we had more time just to just to share our stories. I, I yeah. found it really fascinating and interesting to be in a room where there was such a diverse reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so helpful to kind of get a sense of. Sometimes you can be in your your world doing your thing, and yeah. it's just useful to someone say just. Pop your head up above the parapet. There's some other things that we want to tell you about, and, yeah. and that's that kind of um, sort of mutual kind of respect and learning was um, was challenging, but also really yeah. really kind of invigorating, I suppose. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have anything that? I've, I've had a great time chatting to people. Um, it was such a diverse group that it's just totally different to how and. So I work in a small social enterprise, so we've got like the same bunch of us every day getting that bubble. But coming here, the ability to hear other people's stories and actually the power of the story over the institution mm-hmm. of this chap, who's now I don't even know, he was telling me that last year we'd spoken at the UN on an anti-poverty thing, and he was a chap from Ireland who'd moved to London and telling about his wife dying. It was like quite mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. And then you hear this story and suddenly you're like, flipping out, if we want to change the world, it's like stories that are driving it. Yeah. And so having a space where we talk about big ideas but mm-hmm. also root them in people yeah. is very unheard of. Most conferences I go to, it's like, I went to one with no disrespect where Martin Lewis was the speaker, mm-hmm. like the money supermarket okay, chap. Yeah. Okay. And, and he's like superstar changing the world, whereas here it's like, Lots of little superstars Ooh. so you hear, and then you're like, oh man, a tapestry of change, yeah. person by person. Yeah, yeah definitely. Does anyone kind of, because I, I feel like I'm still like grappling with, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> no, no answers, but I don't know, Rich or Asha, if either of you have got any thoughts about kind of like a, like a little nugget of like, actually, have that hadn't occurred to me, or something that you feel really solid about that's been kind of 
demonstrated quite helpfully over the last couple of days. Um, I think what's just brought it home even more is tapping into the human integrity of people. And we're working within a world that's so focused on systems and Mm. uh, achieving our day-to-day objectives that we tend to lose focus of how what we can bring individually and how vulnerable we actually are and we don't really have space within a working day to showcase some of our attributes when we when there's a demand on meeting deadlines mm. or having to having to be, be perceived to be something that you're actually not. Mm. And there's been a few workshops that have really taken a step back and said we are human, focus on the human element. Yeah. People need space and time to understand themselves, mm. but to understand each other in how people connect and work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to take it back to the just being about yeah. relationships and individuals yeah. and, yeah, rather than big kind of like yeah. structures. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, yeah, basically. Simple. Simple, yeah. 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 Mm. Asher, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Rich is bang on, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kate, you mentioned it earlier as well, the kind of the building of relationships sometimes outside of the formal workshop sessions mm. is probably just as important and sometimes where the kind of magic happens. Yeah. Um, I think the a couple of sessions that have really stuck with me was the on-road media session, so how to work with misreported groups to shift narratives in in the media and in the stories that you know are presented to people every day because I think that can have such a huge impact if you're you know working with lived, people with lived experience to actually change the perceptions of how you know stories mm. are told in the media um and also yeah the the session at the end of yesterday at the end of the first day um where it was looking at how people with lived experience in the criminal justice system understand the complexities because they've been through it and therefore are the people who have the right ideas to change things in a structural way that will have like a long-term effect. So, yeah, it's just, there's, I could talk for ages about it. Like, yeah. it's, it's, been, it's been great. It's, it really has. Yeah, that session that you were talking about yesterday is almost like, mm. kind of like breaking, it's the, the really interesting challenge around how do you employ somebody who has lived experience of being involved with, the, you know, a lifetime of being involved with just from justice system and then you've got DBS checking to get around. Mm. It's like there's something about checking out some of those um, sort of rules and looking at things from a different lens and coming at it from a different perspective um, that it's been really helpful to kind of have been big rooms of people who are all thinking in that way, kind of yeah. coming at it from like, well, should we come at this from a different direction? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of where do you, you know, how fast can that happen? And that's the bit, it's like kind of maybe somebody said today, you know, things just do, they, they, they are slow sometimes and you've yeah. got to be just, but don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why it's so key for myself and listening to everybody else as well 
it's about what we take forward from this as well and then it continues in some way um, because I think, as we said, the, the um, informal spaces are where some of the real collaboration could possibly happen moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you referred to the speed, Jess, yeah. I think sometimes you can lose motivation because things aren't actually going how you want to or they're not. Yeah happening at the speed you want to but the but but the true sense is in is in that you can witness progress yeah. and sometimes it takes a long time to create the foundations and to get people to see the visions yeah. before you can actually get people signed up to what you're trying to achieve. And, yeah. I, and I think on that there's a gap in the conference between some people who are trying to do a proper movement which may take 20 years to get going mm-hmm. and last long long after they're dead they might continue mm. versus some people who are recognising they can't do things the old way mm. and so are just testing if a movement's yeah. an approach mm. and I think that first one which is a genuine person-centred approach of creating a movement mm. is much much better than those who are like well my budget's been cut so now maybe we'll do it through like people-centred lived experience and I think one of the bits for this conference to yeah. me is that divide between sort of like purists who are like I'm here to change the world yeah. versus some of the realists who are thinking yeah. is this a cheaper way of doing it and I think that second option won't work ultimately because it's about genuine yeah. change yeah. which which as Rich says I think can take ages. But is, is part of that though that you've got some individuals and smaller nimble organisations that can be responsive mm. and there are others that are coming with the weight and the stature almost of kind of history that means that they kind of have to they're like big ships that kind of have to go slowly and steadily through the through the icebergs rather than just bashing them with well, yeah. is it partly that I don't I know, know. some people on the more radical end are like burn it all down and yeah. I don't buy into that at all but the flip side is some large organisations mm. of which I include Barnwood mm. even though they're ginormous and have lots of baggage and history mm. and, you know mm they're still making the change. It's just a slow thing. And I think there's a different... It's not about burn it all down, start again. And it's not about just change quickly to save money this year. It's that Mm. people in the middle who are willing to stay at the course for a long time. Mm. And I think that depends on the size. I think it's actually a mindset of an organisation. You can be a little little organisation with a really fixed mindset. But my experience here and looking around is like, there's like a committed group of people who actually are up for the long-term challenge, Mm. perhaps. Mm. It just seems the, the most sensible way to go. It's to me, it's like what really struck me with all of this stuff. A lot of it isn't even rocket science. It's not. You don't even have to be that in, intelligent. That's where I get it. <laughs> to get it, it's like you know, we don't have to be have a degree to understand this yeah. kind of stuff. This stuff is just human nature. It's about seeing people for who they are and just treating people with a little bit of respect. And mm. you know, all of that, just all that lovely stuff, you know. And I just think, oh, why is it so hard for mm. people to just you know tap into that when it mm. when you start doing it, it's really contagious. So. Mm. Um, I'm sure we could um, keep talking about this for a very long time um, and and hopefully when we turn off the recorder we will continue talking but um, for now shall we all get back to it I think we've got another session to go to and um, look forward to catching up with you later on today thanks guys thank you you. you.